Good afternoon. You're listening to K Tahoe. It's time for the bright side with Alexis Robin. Good afternoon, Jen. How are you today? I am absolutely fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. Yeah. That's pretty darn good. I'm good. All right. Yeah. I like that. I'm pretty good too. Had a beautiful weekend. Celebrated my dad's uh, 65th birthday. Wow. And uh, he's launching his uh, new career with his wine app. So very exciting. I'm really proud of him. Awesome. Putting himself out there. But today we are talking about something that affects all of us, I think. Uh, today we're talking about dealing with conflict. Dealing with conflict. Have you ever had a conflict? Oh, no, never. Yeah. yeah. I don't get many, but... <laughs> right. In fact, I think I've had some this morning already. But... Um, oh, you have kids. Right? <laughs> it happens that way. So, um, but this is something that comes up a lot, right? We get... Um, we get into conflict. We disagree on something, whether it's at work, whether it's at school, whether it's at our home with our families. And as we, um, as we start to get into the conflict, generally emotions get going, things get heated. And the next thing you know, uh, you're no longer working to solve it. You're just getting louder. <laughs> so know, at least I've, that's what happens in my house. I've heard with kids though, the scariest thing you can do is whisper. Ooh, really? I'll try that to jail. Try that when I get home. Um, whisper. Ooh. They know it's all over. Then they're like, oh no, I'm really busted. So, um, but today really I'm going to talk more about conflict between, uh, working groups and, and committee members and that kind of a thing, because I think that that happens a lot. And, um, and the first kind of thing in terms of dealing with conflict, and I, I guess we should define conflict. It, basically, any time that you're in a situation where there's a verbal disagreement about something, or there's a, a difference in opinion, a difference in stance, and um, you're in a situation where you can't just leave it that way. Like something must be done. Does well, that? Yeah. Does that make sense? That to makes you? sense. Okay. So, people um, aren't necessarily throwing things. No, definitely not. Definitely not. In fact, if in, if you're in a disagreement or a conflict with somebody who's incredibly introverted, um, I read somewhere today, uh, online that said you might have to use a roadmap to figure out what's happening to navigate all the silences and passive aggressive <laughs> behavior. Because, um, it's really easy to see when there's a conflict between people who are extroverted because yeah. it's loud and yeah. they're saying what they think and it's, they're kind of in your face. But when you're in a conflict with someone who's introverted, it can look a lot like silence or some little eye roll in the corner or walking away or kind of a little snitty email or something. So, um, so it's definitely, uh, but you know, when you're in it, <laughs> you definitely, I think you always know when you're in it. So the first thing I would say in terms of dealing with conflict is that you have to face it. Right. So a lot of times we think like, oh, if we just ignore it or we just walk away, like that'll make it go away. Yeah. If I just say nothing, then that'll just help people to stop. But what do you think happens when we say nothing? Nothing happens. Right. Like nothing changes. Yeah. And then you're upset and then the other person is upset and, and nothing gets resolved. So they might get their way and you won't. And, and at some point, you know, that'll build up and be annoying to you. But it's definitely, uh, it's, it's not going to go away if it continues to be an issue for you. Right. So, um, so you definitely need to face it. You need to deal with it head on, um, and, and just address it. And I think a lot of times why people are kind of bad in managing conflict is they're afraid yeah. there and they just, they don't know what to do and it feels yucky and it's like, Oh, I just don't even want to go there. But the reality is, is that, um, conflict's not scary and, and kind of the, the cool thing about conflict that I was reflecting on today is that 
if you're having a conflict with somebody, that's a sign that two people actually give a darn. That's a good point. You know, it's not like if nobody cares, there's no conflict. But if people really care and they're passionate about one thing or another, it means they care. And I think that that is, that's a wonderful thing. And so if you can kind of shift that viewpoint to like, okay, well, I'm in conflict. So the good news is, is that we both care deeply about the outcome of this, right? That is good news. The good news is that I'm not trying to convince other people to care about it, that they already are. So, um, so recognizing that that's a good sign, um, and it's a good thing. So, um, so another thing you can do is that you can try and understand the story that's driving your own emotional response. Right. So oftentimes like I will often say to my clients and friends and, and family members that conflict, um, many times can be more about the other person than it is about you. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's like you're talking to somebody and they blow up about something and you're thinking, what, what, what just happened? Like I, I I'm not quite following. And oftentimes it's something about the person, the other person. And what I mean by this, and this goes for us as well, but what I mean by this is that there's some kind of story that's driving the emotional response. So Uh there's a, there's a theme in life that like everybody's always trying is out to get me. And so people look for that. And so the minute something doesn't align with what they think, it's like, Oh, you're trying to get me there. Here we go again. Somebody's out to get me, or it can be a belief that um says that you know no one ever takes me seriously or no one ever listens to my opinion so i have to get really loud and and create a lot of conflict in order for people to take me to hear me yeah um which so so knowing what this is for yourself is important it's important to understand what kind of stories you carry around and how they affect you mm-hmm. um every day and then it can also be, and this is, I'm victim to this, and I will just come right out and say it, is I often get triggered by something else that's going on. Either I'm nervous about something, I'm worried about something, I'm stressed about something. And so then I create conflict as kind of a fallout based on, you know, something didn't go well, and so I get angry, and then the next person who talks to me, it's like, <laughs> Like, ah, and my husband calls me on it all the time. He'll say to me, you know, is this because you're angry about what just happened five minutes ago? (laughs) No. And then of course, inside I'm thinking, yes, of course it is. That's exactly (laughs) what it is. And so being able to understand that for yourself is important. So is this really about what, what's going on here? Or am I just, do I still have some residual stuff going on from an experience I had this morning or an experience I had, you know, five minutes ago, or am I just like really stressed out? about some big thing that I have do and I'm, you know, and it's coming out this way. So, so understand what's going on with your own personal emotional response. And then sometimes when you, once you, you know, kind of have that many times you're in the moment, right? So you can't just stop and say, well, you can, most of us don't stop and say, okay, wait a minute. I just, I need a few minutes to think about what I, how I really feel about this we oftentimes will just react and start saying stuff, even though we haven't quite figured out what our point is. And so if you get some headspace, if you're able to say, okay, let's just call a timeout. Let me take a minute, Jen. Let me, um, let me call you back in half an hour. Let me think about where I stand on this. Let's come back to it. Right. Like I think we both need a break. And I actually did this last night with my son. He was, you know, I was trying to talk to him about something and he was, you know, right in my face about something else. And I just said, you know what? You're not ready to hear me right now. Let's take five minutes and I'll come back. You take a rest. I'll take a breather. And then let's come back and see if we can have a a more effective conversation. 
And I just walked away. And, you know, he was kind of annoyed that I did that. But he didn't follow you? No, no, he didn't. He stayed in bed. Right. And sometimes he would. But, I mean, at the moment it was like, yeah, it was like I just kept trying to get over his, you know, loud responses. And it was like, what what are we doing here? Like, this is not, we're not solving anything. And so I said, let's just, let's have a few minutes. Let's calm down. I'll come back. And so I did. And then it was, we had a lovely conversation and it worked out. You know, so I mean, it's, and it wasn't like any of us won or lost. It wasn't about that. It was about just taking some breathing space. And so what was interesting is I'm, I'm reading a book right now called The Happiness Hypothesis. And it is about, it, it, well, it's about a lot of different things, but this one area that I was reading this weekend talks about the difference between the rational mind and the body. And so they use this metaphor of the elephant and the rider. So the rider is the brain, the rational thought, uh, and the body is the automatic or the elephant is the automatic response. So this kind of, um, the, the emotional system that we have kind of the automatic things that happen for us, um, that we can't quite control. And so, um, and over time we learn to harness them in a bit and influence the elephant. But at the end of the day, like we can't force the elephant to go the way we want it to go if it doesn't want to go that way. And that, and we'll find that often when we try to uh, make changes in our lives and we just don't, and we can't is because it's like the body's not on board. Mm -hmm. So, and by body, I mean, emotional systems, et cetera. So not just, the physical limbs. So anyhow, um, what, one thing that was interesting in this chapter of the book is they were talking about how when we have, um, so when we react to something, we often have an immediate emotional response. And so, um, what, and this happened, it was so interesting because I was reading it right after this had happened for me. So we have this emotional response. So we feel something, we feel (laughs) violated, we feel angry, we feel frustrated, we feel um, taken advantage of whatever it is, it comes up and immediately the rational brain starts to try and string words together to explain what's happening for us emotionally and physically. And if you've ever been in a situation where you're arguing with somebody or you're having this kind of like real emotional response and you start trying to explain what's happening for you and you're thinking to yourself like, what am I talking about? Like, this doesn't make any sense. This isn't really how I feel. Well, no, that's not what I mean. What I really mean is, and you're trying to come up with it, um, it's because your, your mind's trying to, you know, be kind of the lawyer for what's happening for you physically and emotionally. Uh-huh. And I found that very interesting because I had experienced it five minutes before and I thought, oh, well, that is what's happening because I felt like I'm not articulating my point well. <laughs> well, it's because I don't know what my point is. I'm just feeling the feeling. Like it takes some time to lean into it and figure out like what's causing this feeling? Like where's this coming from? What's really going on? And that gets back to really understanding the story that's driving driving that response. Like what's really happening here? Oh, I'm I'm just feeling, you know, um, aggressed or I'm feeling what have you. Mm -hmm. So – so being able to get some headspace to like take call for a timeout, take a moment, step back and think to yourself, what exactly am I trying to say? What's my point? How am I feeling? What caused this where you're not in the heated moment? Mm-hmm. That'll help you get really clear on what's going on. And you might f- think, oh, this has nothing to do with this at all. This actually has to do with me being annoyed about something that happened this morning, Yeah, which happened to be not being able to get internet on my phone, even though I had five bars, <laughs> right? So it had nothing to do with the person I was talking to, but I was just like, Arr! so annoyed that came back on that. So 
those of you who've experienced this, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> so, um, so, so that's the next thing is to get some headspace. But then, then we move on. And one of my, I think probably one of the best things I ever learned in coach training was to let go of the win and lose. You know, let go of trying to say, oh, I'm going to win this conflict. I'm going to beat this person. Uh-huh. I'm going to come out on top and think about, um, really going to an and versus an or. Right? So either Jen's gonna win this argument or I'm gonna win this argument. It's like, well, how could Jen and I win this argument? Right? Or how could, um, how could Jen and I both be right if we're having a conflict? Or how could we, how could we do both things? Like, let's say Jen wants to paint the house and I wanna redo the bathroom. And I say, you know, how could we paint the house and redo the bathroom? Versus how can, having to decide we have to do one or the other. Yeah. Right. And that forces you down these creative pathways and having the creative pathways are really what help you get to the end and to solve your challenges. Right. And so Makes not sense. being so attached to like your way, being able to let go of that win lose and think about, you know, could we do both what I want and what she wants? Maybe, maybe not, but let's at least go there. Yeah. Let's try and come up with every way that that could be possible. And so, um, so as you're dealing with conflict, again, you want to face it. Don't try to ignore it. You want to try to understand what story is driving your emotional response. So whether it's a theme or a belief or something that just happened to you that kind of ticked you off, uh, you want to recognize that conflict is a good thing that people, you know, it means that people care and they're passionate about what you're talking about. And that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. And you know, if you get to a point where you're not being able to articulate what you need or it's just not effective, just call for a timeout, take a step back, do some more research, have a moment. It's okay to do that, mm-hmm. you know. And if somebody else says, no, I don't want to have a moment, you just say, well, I'm not ready to talk about it for at least half an hour, <laughs> right? You take care of your own self. I'm taking a timeout. Right, I'm taking a timeout. And then finally let go of the win and lose, right? So, And you can ask somebody that if they're in your face like, well, you know, we have to do my thing because blah, blah, blah. You can say, well, how is it possible for us to do both? Like how could it be? And that's kind of a yes, no. So you really want to ask, how is it possible for us to do both? Like, how could we figure this out and, uh, and, and take the conversation there versus I'm right. You're not right. And my favorite, uh, my favorite quote to end the show with today is by Gandhi. One of my favorite guys that quotes of all time, cause he was so simple and succinct in everything he said, but I love his quote that says an eye for an eye makes the whole world blind. That's right. Right. And this just goes back to that. Like if, if you have to win or if I have to win, we're not moving towards a collective better, right? We're trying to kind of gouge each other's You're trying to win. ideas. We're trying to win. And so, um, so walk away from that and, and figure out how do we, how can we solve this so that we can both, um, get to the end state that we want. So, Excellent. yeah, so that's your dealing with conflict next week. We're going to be talking about how to say no. My favorite so, subject. That'll be exciting. And, uh, if you want to learn more about, uh, Nourish Life Coaching or P-Link Coaching Center for Excellence, you can check us out on the web at nourishlifecoaching.com or p-linkcoachingcenter.com. Also, you can find us on Facebook at the KTHO, uh, Facebook fan page or at the Nourish Life Coaching Facebook page. So. That's right. Yeah. So we look forward to hearing more from you. Any comments? 
or ideas for the shows, feel free to send them in. Love to hear from you. Excellent. Yeah. Fantastic. We'll see you uh, next week. See you next week. Same place, same time. You've been listening to The Bright Side with Alexis Robin here on K Tahoe.